Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports Radio Update. Antonio Brown officially asking a trade from the Steelers. This announcement just minutes after going on Twitter and thanking the Steelers fans for a great last nine seasons. He said, though, it's time to leave, and he has to move on in his NFL career. A pretty crazy day for Brown, too. More problems off the field. Brown was found guilty today in a court for reckless driving after failing to show up in court. He was cited on November 8th after driving his black Porsche more than 100 miles an hour. He has 30 days to appeal in the fine. Not too bad. Only 428 bucks there. With Kyler Murray commuting to football and rumors that the Arizona Cardinals are going to draft him in the NFL draft. Reports all over the place because earlier in chats, Coach Cliff Kingsbury said he would select Murray first overall if ever given the chance. For now, Josh Rosen is the long-term quarterback. They drafted him in the first round last year despite a rocky rookie campaign. The Arizona Cardinals hold the first overall pick in the draft. And just minutes ago, Kingsbury diffusing the talk, saying Josh Rosen is his guy. I'm sure these rumors are going to persist. The Houston Texans are expecting to release wide receiver Demarius Thomas. He was acquired by the Texans from Denver before the 2018 trade deadline for a fourth-round pick and a swap of seventh-round picks. Thomas is a five-time Pro Bowler, and he's due to earn 14 million on his base salary in 2019, so he's going to be released. The clock is ticking on the New York Mets. Cy Young pitcher Jared DeGrom and Ford, the team that he won't negotiate a contract during the regular season. He wants something done. DeGrom's camp said opening day is a deadline to reach a new deal. The two-time All-Star who is eligible for free agency in 2020 is seeking a long-term contract that will buy out his arbitration year. DeGrom had an MLB best 1.70 ERA and 217s inning of work last year. Absolutely stellar. Comments from Lakers general manager Magic Johnson about Sixers point guard Ben Simmons deemed not to merit any discipline for tampering, according to the NBA. And Michael Jordan, he stepped up today. He says stats are nice, but winning six titles is a hell of a lot harder to produce than what Harden and Westbrook are doing with their individual streaks. Five games in the association tonight. Lakers in Atlanta, LA, minus five on the road, 237.5. Orlando and New Orleans, Pelicans, four and a half, 225. Nice battle in the East here, Boston at Philadelphia. Sixers minus seven, 226. San Antonio at Memphis, Spurs, four and a half, road point faves, 209.5. Utah at Golden State, Warriors, they're eight and a half point faves, 227. And a lot of top 25 NCAA action to get to. A few games at 632. Number 12, Purdue at number 24, Maryland, a pick 141. Also, St. Bonaventure and St. Joe's tip off at 630. St. Joe's, one and a half, 134. Number 25, Buffalo. They're at Akron to take on the Zips. Bulls minus 7.5, 146. At number 19, LSU at number 5, Kentucky. A good one in the SEC. Wildcats laying 8, 149. Number 11, Michigan State at 20, Wisconsin. Another good battle. This one opened up as a pick. Spartans now 2, 133. Number 10, Marquette at DePaul. Marquette is minus 3, 150. And number 6, Michigan at Penn State. Great games tonight. Michigan minus 7, 128. 
number two, Duke. At number 16, Louisville, two. The Blue Devils, eight-and-a-half-point road favorites. Remember, they beat Virginia over the weekend, 152. And number 18, Kansas State, is at Texas. Longhorns are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Total in this game, low at 122. Bad news for the Boston Bruins. Already thin with only one great line. The Bees are going to be without sniper uh, David Pasternak for at least two weeks with a thumb injury. The 22-year-old is seventh in NHL points with 66 and 56 games. He's also second in the league with 29 power play points, too. Champions League soccer action will get you to the live scores right now. Not, not a lot going on. I hope you have the under. Manchester United and Paris Saint-Germain scoreless at the half. Roma taking on FC Porto. That is also scoreless at the half. Fenerbahce 1, Zenit St. Petersburg nil. That is a final from the Europa League. And good news, Gabe, our friend here in the CFL. I got big news for you. The Grey Cup champion Calgary Stampeders have uh, re-signed quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell. It was rumored that he might go to the NFL, but they've signed the 2018 most outstanding player. Details on the deal are still pending, and I'll update you on that. But Bo Levi Mitchell heading back to the CFL and the Calgary Stampeders. Busy night in hockey tonight. we got 12 games on the schedule. I'll give you four games at 7 o'clock. Chicago at Boston, minus 226.5. The Islanders and Buffalo. Islanders, minus 135.5 in that total. Dallas taking on Florida. The Panthers are uh, one, minus 115 in that game, 5.5. And, and Washington and Columbus, Blue Jackets, minus 145, 6.5. We'll get to all the hockey lines later on in the show. we got all sorts of news. Our friend Long Island Rage, George Kurtz, will stop by. We'll talk a little bit football, baseball, hockey with the Islanders playing tonight, and a whole lot more. we got DFS lineups at 6 and picks all over the board. Congratulations, Marenzi, on your Brooklyn pick. Very strong last night. we got more of that for you on Red Heat and Rage. Stay tuned, everybody. Take it away, Yang. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Ranger Radio has begun. I am Gabriel Morenzi, your Cam Stewart, and it's caught up to date. Great job, Cam. Very busy day on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. A snow day, uh, for the most part, across uh, the East Coast. Uh, I see Twitter uh, lighting up. Uh, it's cold. It's snowing. It's winter time. It is uh, what it is. We've got the wintertime blues. We try to get you through it for the next uh, three hours, 180 minutes uh, here. 180 minutes, full court press, Cam. As you mentioned, we have soccer going on right now. I was going to smash the uh, the under in this Roma and Porto game. I know Portuguese soccer, and I know the Porto, a very good defensive team. Yeah. They're also sort of offensively challenged, and we know Italian teams are generally pretty good defensively as well. Scoreless, second half has just started in Champions League play. I think I'm going to get bold here and take uh, under one and a half as well. I already have an under two and a half. Yeah, it's go a under good call, one and a half. Very good and call. Hope, and I know I'm hoping Roma have, will score because I got I Roma too. I live with a Portuguese guy, and he goes out. This is what he does in the afternoon when he's cleaning out those supermarkets at night. Him and his buddies get together at these Portuguese bars, and they watch, uh, you know, the Portuguese league and whatever. And every time I talk to Doe, oh, Cam, nil-nil, scoreless, no goals, one nothing. You know what I mean? Like, every time I come, the update, I'm like, Joe, why don't you just start betting the under in these games? They never score. And, like, uh, you know, I tell him, stop investing in gold and start uh, sports betting because nobody scores in these games. You said it, Marenzi, scoreless in the 70, uh, 47th minute with Roma and Porta. Porto. They'll be uh, lucky to get a goal in this game probably. Yeah, gold's not the investment that it used to be, actually. Yeah, I know. People uh, get smoked. Uh, yeah, it used yeah, to be because, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they... They they swamped the market with it essentially, 
And uh, they didn't like what people were doing in hoarding the gold, <laughs> so they, yeah. they beat it no, down. No more hoarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a gold expert uh, anymore. I used to have some gold actually, and I was upset that I sold it. But in hindsight, I actually got a, a pretty good price for yeah. it because gold's actually gone down like five or six hundred dollars over oh, the years. Trust, but. trust me, this guy's got. He, he, we talk like he tells me his problems and stuff, and uh, you know, uh, basically he invested in some of those gold stocks, and he's told me he's probably lost close to twenty grand in the gold market. Yeah, it's a train wreck. He said used to be like a license to print money. He should have got out earlier. Good move, Morency. Well, yeah, I wasn't. I'm not exactly like um, I'm not uh, Gordon Greco from Wall Street, uh, Cam. I sold the gold because I was desperate for money. <laughs> it wasn't like fair, fair enough. That's an honest story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't like I, I was some like brilliant stock <laughs> that I played the market uh, correctly. But it is funny because when I sold it, I squawked a lot, and I even sold I sold like a couple ounces uh, of gold for like uh, in a two thousand dollar an ounce range, bro. I think recently, I haven't checked in the last couple of days, but I think it's like the 1300, 1350 or something like that. And I remember like crying about it. I was like, son of a bitch. I, didn't, I really didn't want to sell them. Uh, but it was a rainy day. And uh, I remember selling them to a guy. And he goes, you know, if there's no guarantee, they're going to go up. Because I was acting like this guy was getting the best deal in the world at like 1850 or something like that. I'm like, man, I'm getting killed here. He goes, you know, there's no guarantee it's going to go up. I said, come on, it's gold. It ain't going down. Lo and behold, it's gone down. Uh, but we'll, get, we'll play the uh, sports stock uh, game uh, today. Try to uh, make you some money here on the program. Uh, picks were pretty strong yesterday. We'll try to get it going here. George Kurtz will join us. we got the Islanders in the... From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Time decisions, Red Heat Rage on Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Champions League uh, Tuesday, Man U and Paris Saint-Germain, uh, scoreless right now, early in the second half of play, uh, we'll keep you up to date uh, there, we have uh, Roma and Porto, they are still scoreless there in the 53rd minute uh, right now, so we'll track uh, that, just as we've been tracking the... Um, the uh, sports gambling situation, the uh, the legalization of uh, sports wagering in the state of New York. Uh, this is courtesy of the Legal Sports Report. Here's our daily update. New poll says um, New York online sports betting, not a slam dunk with voters. With New York sports betting slowly coming reality, appears not all voters in the state feel the same way about betting from smartphones. According to a Siena College poll, only 44% of voters support uh, the idea of online sports uh, betting. Like... Like, really? Well, I, 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 yeah, I don't are understand. Are people under that. a rock? Well, what's the like, problem? What, what do they care? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, this whether is, you this bet is another or thing. not. This, like, what do you care? This is another thing. Yeah, so, Marenzi, I talked to Kurtz about this, and he'll chime in while we're doing our weekend show. So you're allowed to be an afternoon trader. You can uh, get inside stock tips. You can bet on ever the hell you want. You can get here. Oh, yeah, my buddy works this company. This stuff goes on all the time. Yeah, you can't bet on sports. I just don't understand it. It just it, to me, it's just hypocrisy, and it, it's insane to me how people can bet in whatever do day trading and bet on any type of stock. Yet you can't bet on sports. 
it seems pretty hypocritical. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, um, who it, who did Sienna speak to? You know what I'm saying? Did they speak to everybody in the state? Yeah. Like, it's kind of uh, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, Senator Joseph Adabo, uh, Adab- Adabo, a Democrat who chairs the Senate Gaming Committee, has vowed to push the committee to permit an online component. He said sports betting could be used as an economic vehicle. With the online aspect in sports betting, we're really shortchanging the state. We've got to figure out a way to interpret our Constitution more broadly to incorporate the mobile aspect. Hopefully the governor can get on the same page. So, so yeah, basically, I don't know. They're saying it's already legal in a couple of casinos, yet the casinos aren't doing it. Just seems like everything is such a mess in the state of New York all the time. George Kurtz uh, would know that. Uh, George, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, guys. I'm doing okay. Big hockey slate tonight, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, as far as the game, living in New York, it's not a shock. Why is everything so complicated in this state? Because I think we have so many people, whether it's politicians or the muckety mucks, that want to run your life. They want to tell you what's right and what's wrong, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Listen, I get it. Murder, bad. Stealing, bad. Anything that only really can hurt me, you know, gambling. If I want to gamble, why shouldn't I be allowed to gamble? It, if everything goes wrong and I spend too much or I, I lose too much, that's hurting me. It's not hurting anybody else. It's my choice. I know what I'm getting into. I don't want anybody else telling me what I should and what I shouldn't do. Yeah, you know, I like children. I, Right. I, I don't need, you know, I'm 50. I don't need to be t- treated like a, a child. I, I, I understand the, uh, the pitfalls here, what might happen here. I, but I also understand of betting within my means. You know, I'm also of the belief, uh, without getting too far off topic, I think prostitution should be legal. Once again, why should you be telling me what I can and can't do? You know, there's, there's a great old George Carlin joke that selling is legal and sex is legal. Why shouldn't selling sex be legal? He uses a slightly vulgar term rather than sex, but you get my point there. And I just, I just don't like being told what to do and what not to do if the only person that could possibly hurt is me and not you, not Cam, not anybody else. Yeah, well said, uh, well said, uh, George. And as, as you see, too, the sky hasn't fallen. The, has, the sky hasn't fallen in places that uh, marijuana has been legalized or sports gambling has been legalized or prostitution. Uh, for that matter, it actually leads to less sexual disease, crime, and uh, and everything else in between. Tax it, but it's just yeah, yeah. yeah. Money, right? Ranch. Tax it. Well, that's so the, they had that documentary, the Bunny Ranch in Nevada. They're all tested. You know what I mean? It's it's a whole different scenario. Once you, if you regulate it and test it, it's actually a lot cleaner. So. Anyway, we're, we're not, not to mention the police hours. can worry about other things that are way more yeah, important than good, who's having sex with who. Good call, George. Uh, Paris Saint Germain has just scored at Manchester Ooh. United. Big. That's okay. Big. I can live with that. I can live with that because I got way more on the the under of the Roma game, and I wouldn't mind yeah. Roma winning as well. It's all about just getting out of this with plus units. Um, but you know, I would have preferred to uh, to win them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's great. Everyone wants always, to win them all. <laughs> oh, always, always want to win them all. Um, all right. Uh, so as I mentioned uh, earlier. We've got uh, New York Islanders, a b- bunch of NHL games uh, tonight uh, on the card, guys. Uh, but one of the games that caught my eye was actually this New York Islander game. New York Islanders at uh, the Buffalo Sabres. Islanders have won three in a row, 9-1-2 and two in their last 12 games, uh, playing great hockey uh, right now. Uh, they're getting great goaltending, uh, taking on a Buffalo uh, Sabre team that kind of... Uh, Kind of hit the wall a little bit, uh, Cam. They're up and down the Sabres uh, right now. I see Sabre fans on, on Twitter having a real tough time. Yeah, One night they want to fire the coach. The next night they're happy. It's a real roller coaster yeah. at Buffalo. They're, 
they're really mad, uh, George will tell you, at the defense. Like, uh, Scandella's been a, one of the guys that's been absolutely, like, just ripped in Twitter. Horrible defense. They're cutting these guys up all, all the time. And the goaltending, other than the start of the year, Gabe, like, these guys recently, like Hutton and Allmark, have, like, goals against over four the last little while. So it's a big concern on the back end. Buffalo can score with the best of them. They got a lot of snipers on their team. George will tell you, though, but the defense and goaltending needs a lot of work. This is the negativity around the Sabres, though, right now. So they're on a seven-game They've got a seven-game homestand. They've played five games in a seven-game homestand. So it's a big homestand for them. It's the it's the biggest homestand of the season. You know, the season's, you know, the end is around the corner here. So they're 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. But instead of being positive, this is Jack Eichel. Other teams are getting points and moving up the standings, and we're not. I think moral victories are a thing of the past, a uh, thing of the past at this point. So, you know, that's just a little tight, George. You can just, you know, you don't need to read between the lines. And the Sabres are a little bit tight right now. They went 0 for 5 on their power play uh, in, in the last game. And you know this, George, being an Islander fan, New York Islanders deadly on the road, 7-1-1 one, and one in their last nine road games. Yeah, the Islanders, are, they're hot. They're not scoring a lot of goals, but they're getting great goaltending from Leonard or Greece. Doesn't matter which one it is. I do expect Leonard to be in net uh, tonight for the Islanders. Uh, and they're not... The biggest change for me as far as the Islanders is that you no longer see the easy goal going in, where it was on the Halak or the other Islander goalies over the pants. There was always that one goal every game that make you go, are you kidding me? My grandmother could have stopped that. Come on. And that deflates a team here. And I think that's what's happening to Buffalo now. You know, they're, getting, they're letting up a goal, maybe two goals a game, because you have, as Cam said, the defense is pointing at the goaltending, and the goaltending is pointing at the defense. And that's never a good thing. And this is a team that I think is on the precipice now of uh, maybe disaster here as far as the rest of the season is concerned here. They're 4-5-1 on their last 10. They get up to that they had a big winning streak. They got to a good start. So there were some, I guess, good feelings going on in Buffalo now. And now it's almost completely reversed. And I think it's mainly because of the goaltending defensive problems because they can score goals. And I look at the standings uh, of the National Hockey League, and it's very, um, you know, like at least like in the – in the NBA, you can look at Eastern Conference, Western Conference, Cam. Like, what's what's the playoff format in the NHL? Like, sucks. It's not top eight, right? It's like, horrible. Is it? No. <laughs> is it top two in each division and what? Like, it's no one really even knows. Top in each division and top two wild cards. That's what cards. makes the playoffs. <sighs> and then the, uh, but it doesn't go one versus eight, which is yeah. what it should. I mean, it's but you know what I mean, George? Like, when you look at the baseball standings. You should have a crossover. Standings. You should have a crossover one versus 16. Just work from there. Oh, back in the well, you know, they'll, they'll never do like, that. You look at the standings. Travel. You look at the standings, like in baseball. All right, you have the divisions, but then it'll be like expanded playoff, and then nice and simple wild card. You know what I mean? NFL. All right, division. All right, playoff standings, wild card standings, etc. The NHL doesn't have it. You look at the standings, and you got to like sift through it. All right, they've got this, and and everybody's got the same thing because everybody gets a stupid point for these overtime losses. So it's just it's a pain in the ass to even know like what the playoff chase is to be honest. But is it is it a surprise? I know it can't be a surprise to either one of you two that the NHL is ass backwards. They always do weird stuff like this because they they're not doing what's best for the game. They're doing what's best for their pockets. And the reason they have this uh, the playoff schedule or the playoff standings like this is because they want they'll say they want you know we want to get those inter 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 division rivalries going. We want Boston Montreal to play. People are already sick of that, George. Exactly, I agree with you. Eight times a year, you're like you know what I mean. I'm a Canadian fan. I'm sick of it. Loses its luster. I don't need to see them. I'm with you. Every time that every it's not like oh they're in the playoffs. The playoffs in Montreal mean you're playing the Bruins. It's just annoying. Like, it's the same series every damn time. 
But what the NHL is doing, though, is they'll try and sell you on that. But what they're really doing is saving money on travel because if you play with St. Division, I'll draw you're not traveling far. That's garbage. They should just go one through eight. One plays eight. Nice and simple. It's not that. It's not rocket science, Terry. And then you have good teams playing each other like we talked about last week. It's so stupid. Game time decision. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Another choke job by Manchester United. Now 2-0. Ooh. See, Georgian hockey is 2-0, but in soccer it's 2-0. 2-0. Yeah. I don't see how actually though. If you like if you like hockey, it seems to me that people would like soccer. They're, they're, you know, they're very, very similar sports for the most part. Without glass and ice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Without the contact. It's a little slower pace. No contact. Can't use your hands. There's dots on the ball. Uh, can't no. use your hands in hockey either. <laughs> sure you can. You can punch yeah. somebody in the face. You can punch somebody in the face. Yeah, yeah, you can. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you can take your stick and, like, Malkin didn't swing at uh, someone's head last night. That you can do that as well. That guy's such a dick. Yeah, and, and there was a story, too. He's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to suspend it. Yeah, well, you're swinging a stick at a guy's face, like, I hate to say it, like, Malkin's a good player, but that guy's one of the dirtiest guys. Like, if I was, like, an old-school, you know, fighter in the league, I'd just knock that guy out. Like, I'm done with this slew foot and crap, George. I, I think he's a buck. I don't like I, I agree. I, I think you're right. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to keep looking to see if he is going to be suspended as of right now, 4.30 Eastern time. There's been no uh, no update on his status there. We did lose Pasternak for two weeks, though. That sort of sucks yeah, if you have one fantasy team. Yeah, and bad for Boston, too, because we talk about being a one-line team, but that's uh, they got depth issues. They have to get Panarin, uh, right? Don't they have yeah. to get Panarin? Yeah, they're going to make a move. Panarin might go to Boston, Gabe. That's what me and George prediction. We were thinking where Panarin goes, Gabe. We're thinking Boston. Do they don't have a choice now. They were a one-line team before Pasternak went out. They don't have a choice. They, they have to give up the farm for him. <laughs> What's that, Renzi? What are you saying? You guys take LeBron and Bob McCann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurtz yeah. and Cavs, yeah. NHL yeah, hot yeah. stove. We're, yeah, we're, break, we're breaking it. We got our trade rumor show, Gabe. <laughs> That was good, yeah. When is it? We don't we have to go for 16 hours, though. It's coming up real soon. I don't know, is it? I think the NHL trade deadline, they do it like you know, two, two games left in a regular season now. <laughs> uh, it's February 25th, so it's uh, two weeks from yesterday. All right, so it's, yeah, they're getting there. In, in Canada, George, they've been pimping this thing like uh, oh, I, was years, in, yeah. I was in Canada like last month, and I saw ads on TV for it, NHL trade deadline coverage. <laughs> like... <laughs> People, like, take the day off of work. Like, the TSN has, like, literally, like, 18 people on set. Like, they'll have, like, six different panels and, like, you know, different desks. 
And nothing ever happens. Like, nothing ever happens of significance. There's always, like, uh, you know, it's the same guys that are traded every couple of years. There's nothing dramatic. There's no, never any blockbuster deals at the NHL trade deadline. You're right. It's usually, I mean, this is all sports, actually. It's usually disappointing at the deadline itself. Uh, I mean, listen, I'll watch the coverage. I'll probably watch the NHL network. Well, because every team's almost in it all the time, right? It's part of the problem. But I think there will be some uh, noise this year because of Panarin. If he doesn't get dealt before the deadline. I mean, the Blue Jackets have an interesting conundrum to make. Because do you go for it? Do you think you're a Stanley Cup contender? You keep Panarin. You keep Bobrovsky. You know you're losing Panarin. He's gone. All right, so it's not quite the same as the Islanders last year, where the Islanders thought they can keep Tavares, and Snow got, you know, he bought into the fact that Tavares wanted to come back. The Blue Jackets know they're losing him. So can you risk that? Can you risk going for it and losing Panarin and Bobrovsky for nothing? That'll set your organization yeah. back a couple of years if you don't win this year. And, but it's, I, I imagine what's going through the Blue Jackets' head is this. Everybody forgets. They were up 2-0 on the Capitals last year, the Stanley Cup winning Capitals. In double overtime of Game 3, yeah. they hit a double post. If not for that, they're up 3 nothing. and the Capitals probably aren't Stanley Cup champions. So that has to be going through their mind as well. They were that close to moving on. Not that they would have won the Cup, but at least from eliminating the Capitals and moving on. Um, a couple of big players, bigger names. Uh, Matt Zuccarello, uh, his name is out there right now. And I keep seeing Wayne Simmons uh, as well, guys. Uh, Wayne, yeah. Wayne Simmons. Now, Wayne Simmons is the type of guy that could help a team and – you know, Cam, Wayne Simmons would be pretty good on your Toronto Maple Leafs, actually. They could use a great local, guy like local, him. Local boy from the area, too. Now, he's got some issues with uh, Philadelphia, some some of the management types, I think, for a long time, Gabe. I think he just needs a fresh start. Philadelphia, you know what I mean? He's kind of been put on the back burner with the other guys, Couturier, Voracek, all those other guys are kind of the hot players on the team. Simmons seems like the forgotten man. Yeah, uh, you, you could probably get him for a lot cheaper, too, don't you think? George, he wouldn't go for too much. Oh, it depends because, once again, I think this is going to be a, uh, a seller's market. There's a lot of teams here. that want him, George. That's right. the thing. That, he can help right. a lot of yeah. contenders, right? It's a, it's a seller's market. People are going to, I mean, Cam said, you're, people are going to want Simmons, a guy who can play on the second line, but probably more of a third line for a true playoff contender, but he can bang. Yeah. You know he's going to bang. He's going to hit, and that's so valuable in the playoffs. I think he's going to go for a decent price, not Panarin price, if they do trade Panarin, but I think he's going to go for a decent price. And I think the Flyers push for it now. They lost last night to Pittsburgh. Sure, they're in the playoff hunt, but they're eight points out of the playoff spot. Uh, the other teams, and Columbus has two games in hand on them. I mean, they're not done by any means, but they're still in 11th overall. They've got to climb over several other teams to get into that spot. I think because Simmons has no term left on his contract, he's gone no matter what the Flyers do in the next 13 days. Uh, Matt Duchesne is another name, guys. Uh, another sort of impact uh, player that could be on the market. Uh, Ottawa Senators uh, center, Matt Duchesne. Uh, Boston Bruins, uh, Winnipeg Jets are both reportedly interested in Duchesne. Let me ask you this. Uh, I like conspiracy theories here. Now, when they tried, they uh, acquired Duchesne, they gave away their number one pick, and they gave it away to Colorado. Now, if they were to trade Duchesne or Stone, that's another name we hear about it, yeah. they pretty much, or both, they, they will lock down the worst overall record, and they get... And, they, it'll be a PR nightmare that they gave away Jack Hughes, who is a player who could turn a franchise around immediately to Colorado. You know, and next year, they'll have the best chance. You know, it's, it's a draft lottery. Who knows? But assuming they win, they win or lose the lottery, they would lose that pick. And that'll be a PR nightmare for Ottawa, as if they don't have enough problems between the stadium and the ownership group there. But I wonder if that's enough of a GM to go, eh, maybe I'm not going to trade Deshane and Stone here because I don't want to hear about this if we lose this, uh, this number one overall pick. 
And you know, yeah, Cam, a lot of negativity around the Ottawa Senators already, like George has stated. They're just, you know, it's too bad because it could be a good market. You need the, the arena's could, well, in the middle you, of nowhere, but exactly, when they win, Gabe. people go, yeah. right? But yeah. the team's just a train wreck all the time. You talk about how hard it is for you to get to Rutgers and stuff like that. Well, when I went to that arena in the playoffs when they were playing Pittsburgh in Canada, you have to literally like way outside, like at the bar, and wait for the whole parking lot area. You can't you can't get out of the area. It takes you like just literally probably an hour to two hours just to get out of the parking lot to get home. They have a beautiful waterfront there in Ottawa. It's it's absolutely insane. It doesn't work in these uh you know these suburbs of the bringing these teams there and stuff anymore. You need a downtown facility right on the water there. There's lots of land and that would change everything. They got good fans there, but they've just had enough. It's just it's a train wreck. It's getting in and out of that stadium makes you not want to go to a game. Well, the thing is, too, they're almost like the Marlins, uh, George, in a sense that they get good and then they sort of, they they shoot, you know, they spike themselves and and yeah. go backwards. And, you know, you know, we always hear Eugene Melnick complaining all the time about finances. I don't know. Maybe you should sell the team. But at the same point in time, there's not a lot of people who are going to want to keep that team in Ottawa right now, to be honest. Um and you know you go, you don't wonder Ottawa is a bureaucratic. It's a business. Uh, it's a business town. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Big Cat before we get to the next break. Otherwise, yeah. it'll be a longer wait. Big Cat uh, checks in. Hey, what's hey guys, going, how's it going, what's going on? How you doing, hey, Cat? Gabe, I just want to touch, touch touch base on the Raptor game yesterday. Uh, Raptors continuously being uh, double digit favorites. Is it so much that they come out flat, or is it Brooklyn that's constantly being over underrated? Yeah, Brooklyn. It's a combination of both. Brooklyn are damn good. And, you know, you can't be giving Brooklyn 10.5 points, man. Um, but the Raptors also sort of played down to the level of competition. And, listen, Brooklyn nearly beat them. So it wasn't like the Raptors played down to them. They had their hands full. The Raptors are overinflated now, Big Cat, with the point spreads because of their great straight-up record. And the, Ra- the Raptors are kind of flat. They're not a great ATS team right now. You know, if anything, they're a better fade than play-on team. You know, they had a nice win against Philadelphia, but be careful in the big points of the Raptors. I think they're a little tired. I think the all-star break will do them good. Hey, Cam, just a quick question for you as well. Uh, the Oilers, uh, three points back, I believe, out of a playoff spot. At what point do they decide we're going to be buyers or sellers in the uh, trade deadline? They should sell. They're going nowhere, Big Cat. I hate the Koskinen move, and uh, I just I think they can't win with McDavid. George knows hockey, too. Like other than that, I was going to say the they Oilers better buy it, Cam, because they're panicking they at Edmonton. I would sell. I don't, they got to make there. They're done. They're done. Listen, they, they, they're six they're points out of a playoff spot, not three. So that's first. Of, and they're third to last in the division. Uh, in the I think you said three yeah. games. <laughs> they yeah. they got to climb hockey, over one, two, three, four, that's the thing. five teams. In hockey, it's I mean, different because you got to climb over the teams with the overtime points, like their point structure. That's what me and George were talking about, three, for, three points for a regulation win because the league likes it this way. It keeps more teams involved, right? As far as a quick three-game parlay tonight, you guys, I like Louisville. The number keeps uh, climbing on Duke. I think Louisville's plus nine right now. I'm going to tie that into uh, LSU plus eight and a half in a tight game in Kentucky. And uh, go with Minnesota in the NHL. Philly coming off a loss after a long run. Always playing back off uh, uh, first loss. Have a good day, guys. Yeah, Take I don't care, like that cat. parlay, actually. That's not bad. I like the over now, Lou. Up to nine. I always lose when I bet against Duke. Um, LSU and Kentucky, listen, LSU are playing really good basketball this year. And Philadelphia Flyers um, in a tough spot tonight going back-to-back. Carter Hart's uh, streak comes to an end last night. 
and uh, I'll give more credit to Pittsburgh in that game. It's like I made that bet. I didn't know that uh, Matt Murray was going to make like 52 saves in that game. Like they, I think the Flyers set a NHL a franchise record for 28 shots in a period, and uh, Pittsburgh won the game. But that's hockey. Sometimes you get that hot tender. You got to live and die by the tender. All right. Uh, so we'll get uh, we'll get Cam's hockey picks. We'll uh, hit some uh, some. Uh, uh, we'll hit some NFL football, a little alliance uh, on the other side. Uh, we got some more TV numbers, uh, but we got a lot of NFL news uh, going on right now. Antonio Brown, although this not not exactly uh, not exactly a shock, is it? Like, no. <laughs> time no, to move no. on, dude. Like, yeah, time to move on. You showed up in a mink fur coat, like before the game <laughs> in Week 17. Like that was you kind of moved on on your own. I don't know what kind of city, Marenzi, you get. His fine was $427.72 for driving over 100 miles an hour in a Porsche. And, like, a, I forget what zone it was. Like, are you kidding me? Here, that's a stunt driving charge in, like, five grand. I don't know what world this guy's living in. Well, it's pretty much just Not a, bad. You know, it's like a daily incident uh, with Antonio Brown. Uh, we'll see uh, how uh, crazy the market gets for him. We'll talk some NFL football on the other side. Kyler Murray. Uh, New York Giants have decisions to make uh, as far as their quarterback situations concerned. Champs League play continues. We'll keep you caught up to date. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Nothing, Paris Saint Germain. Freaking soccer, man. Changes quick. It really does, man. It goes from nothing, nothing, nil, nil. Boom. Next thing you know, it's two one. Roma to be nil, nil. So they play yeah, defense. Once they get that first goal, once they get that first goal, then it's it's, it's a nightmare. That's stupid. Dumb. Like I was just gonna bet. Oh, I was gonna take. I was gonna take Roma at plus one hundred five and Man U at plus one thirty. And I even said this morning, hey. You know what I mean? You go one and one, you don't lose money. You show many, many yep. little profit here. Then, of course, I was like, oh, maybe I should parlay them together, plus 370. I didn't parlay it, so I played them both. But then I'm like, oh, I'll jump in on this under. And, hey, it was looking pretty good, Cam. It was nil-nil in the 65th. Sure minute. was. Yep. Just like that, three goals scored in that, uh, in that Porto game. The only thing that could be worse now is the Porto ties it up. If Roma wins, I'll get out of here losing money still, but... Yeah, didn't didn't plan on losing three, 150 th- bucks this afternoon. They're up three 0 though, right? That's that's yeah, okay. Well, no, it's two one. Oh, two one. Oh no, okay, no, you need the win. Sorry, I thought it was three nothing there. That's brutal. No, I, that's the problem with soccer. Come on, Cam, you're the update. so man. damn quick. I know, no, I see it now. Yeah, sorry, I just uh, yeah, I was just checking out something else there. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, 2-1. 2-1, 82nd minute. 2-0 uh, Paris Saint-Germain over Mente. We should have bet on Fenerbahce uh, F- F- over Zenit St. Petersburg. Uh, one uh, And the under, one nothing in Europa League. That was the one we talked to Julio about. Nice and cold there. Not a lot of goals. 
All right. Uh, so, Antonio <laughs> Brown. Yeah, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown uh, wants uh, wants out of Pittsburgh. So the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be losing Antonio Brown and uh, Le'Veon Bell. The question is, what are they going to get in return? Uh, they're not getting anything in return for Le'Veon Bell, but what are they going to get in return uh, for Antonio Brown? George, what do you think this guy's worth right now? Not much. Not much. He keeps killing himself because he's like yeah. it's. Remember, he just got. You mentioned the uh, the uh, the speeding charge, right? Now he's got this other thing where he pushed this woman down. Which, granted, he may not may not be charges out of that. The NFL is still going to look into it, and this may not be anywhere near complete until what the summer. We we know how long NFL investigations take. They take forever. So, what team is going to want to trade for him with the possibility that he had, gets a two game suspension, a four game suspension? You know, and not that, not that anybody's really talking about that, but it's still. He didn't show up the last game of the season. Several teammates don't like him. You're taking on a $21 million a year contract, and you got to give something back to Pittsburgh. And he's killing his trade value. I don't know if they can get a second-round pick now for him because of all that's going on around him. I mean, even makes a lot of Brown's money. A- right. His Antonio Brown's agent has to be telling him, please shut up. You know, we'll work out a trade, but stop talking. Stop doing everything. You're hurting your trade value, and the Steelers may have no choice in the end. But to keep this man, no matter he can request a trade all he wants, doesn't mean the Steelers have to move him. Well, they got to eat twenty-one million dollars of cap hit too, right? So well, they, not here. if they wait till after June. If they wait till after June and make him like a post-June uh, sap casually, they save about two-thirds of that, I believe. But then again, you're waiting until after June, all the freeds are gone by then. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, even Art Rooney says it's quote hard to envision Brown playing for the Steelers ever again. So. They're, you know, they're going to have to figure something out. Now now we get into, all right, which team is going to step up? Now, somebody will. He's a dynamic player still. Uh, we start off with San Francisco. We've been through this, guys. I see a story here, top ten landing spots for Antonio Brown, number one, San Francisco. Just because he tweets a picture of himself in a San Francisco 49er uniform doesn't mean it's going to happen. We sort of saw this with Antonio Davis uh, and, and the Lakers. And as you guys know, I brought this up before, man. John Lynch, and I don't. John Lynch doesn't strike me as the type of guy that's going to want to deal with Antonio Brown or pay him that type of money after he's paying uh, he's paying Grappolo so much money. I also don't think you're going to that a team with a without an established quarterback. I don't think you want Brown going with the first or second year quarterback. Not that Garoppolo is that. I think Garoppolo could handle him, but I don't think you want him going to. It's a good point, George. You know, it's a good point. Right, he, he'd, he he'd run that like offense. That's they tell him to shut the hell up and run your routes and get open. You know, and I just I think it's going to be very difficult. Someone today said this smells like the Patriots, how they always swoop in and get this kind of guy. It and I does, get that. but he makes so much money. There's no way. That's there's the no way. Yeah. Pittsburgh's not trading with the New England. There's no way Pittsburgh trades with the New England. All right, that's not going to happen, but it does smell like that kind of situation here. I, I think Pittsburgh, obviously, they'd want to trade him out of the AFC. They'd want to bring him to the NFC, but there's probably only three, four, five teams that could possibly take on the salary, have the need, and maybe a little desperate to take on his baggage that comes along with it. You know, Cam and I answered a phone call over the weekend about uh, could the Cowboys take him? No, no way in hell, mainly because the Cowboys have salary cap issues. Just starting their own players, DeMarcus Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Byron Jones, uh, Tank Crawford, all those guys. What about the Green Bay Packers? You know, wow. they do have the quarterback, right? Aaron Rodgers could tell him to shut the hell you have up. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Antonio Brown, it would sort of catapult the Packers <laughs> into contention in, in the NFC. And Aaron Rodgers not getting any younger. Are you going to make a move? Are you going to help him out? Are you going to give him something? Like, Devontae Adams is good, but he's only one guy, right? 
you know, Le'Veon Bell or an Antonio Brown with the Green Bay Packers would, would help Aaron Rodgers a lot. And if they're committed to Aaron Rodgers, seems like to me it would be something to at least consider. I think you have to consider it. Because once again, the price is going to be right. And uh, because you, I don't, you're not going to give up first. Yeah, round. they're not in a position of strength. You're right. I mean, Brown's killing that yeah. each day he talks here. Uh, third so round draft pick. I think the Packers maybe. Uh, well, I'll be a, what are they trade? They have about the 18th pick somewhere around there. So it'll be the remember second, Randy Moss? Wasn't Randy Moss like a fourth round pick? Yeah, because once again, he had, he's the same kind of guy. Right, had all the baggage problems. That's so what he I'm had saying. To move on so there. I'd say even second. I could live. You did be teams depending on their situation. Although, to be honest, I don't know, man. GMs aren't going to want to give up a second-round pick, actually. They'll be like, Green, nah, third. And Green third. Bay's not known yeah. for doing this either. Remember that. Green Bay generally uh, deals from within outside of Jimmy Graham last year. That didn't work out. They do have about $34 million in cap space, according to Spotrack. So uh, they could make the move. Like I said, if the price is right, I think second-round pick's a little high. But if you could get him for a third, if you really have the Steelers over a barrel and they just have to have no choice here, I think for a third... You, you take your chances on the baggage. You take your chance that he wants to prove himself here. But I, I don't know if I'd be willing to uh, do that with a second. But Aaron Rodgers would be the type of quarterback I'm talking about that Brown would have to respect, and yet he just can't run over. You, you know what smells I, like the Patriots to me, Gabe? Ty, Kyler Murray. That's what I think. That seems like the type of team that would make a move for him as Brady's successor in the draft. Yeah, the problem move. is with that is Murray. Murray's going to get – they're not going to trade up to do that. You know what I mean? Like Murray's going to be a top ten pick. Uh, yeah, they're telling you I said mid first. I, I don't. Know, I thought. They, I thought. I think they might. I don't know. It's just. It's just some weird uh, thing that I believe. I don't know. I, I think uh, the, the 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 risk would be worth it for the Patriots. Their type of thing. They need somebody after Brady because they still have the parts there. They can't just. Uh, you know, this guy's not going to play forever. Feels that way, but he's not. They got to. Um, to me, Antonio Brown too. I think the team that probably makes the most Packers sense. Makes sense and actually. It's a good the call, Packers man. do, but. They do, but it's not something in their DNA for the most part. Um, How about Seattle? The, Seattle would Seattle be nice. does. I mean, Seattle if you're Russell Wilson, that'd be great. Imagine Russell Wilson and Antonio Brown together. I'd be him oh, rolling out and finally having someone to throw to beside Baldwin. But I don't know. Is that something? Seattle seemed to be pretty cheap. Yeah, uh, Pete Carroll doesn't mind. Uh, Pete Carroll doesn't he, mind. Projects, he doesn't mind so. problems. He doesn't mind problems at all. That's his type of no, thing. No, he could deal with that. That's if there's one team, one room that could deal with it, it would be them. I'm thinking the Washington Redskins. It's sort of where all malcontents end up, right? <laughs> uh, it is. I mean, and once again, Snyder doesn't care about anything either, right? He doesn't care about any, anything off the field. He, that doesn't bother him at all. The only problem Well, they with got booed off the field to end a year last year, right? Like, people are fed up in Washington. I, you know, they listen, they, you know, the Redskins were competitive for a while. Alex Smith went down, but. There's a lot of animosity about the stadium. There's animosity about the owner. There's animosity about the team sucking. Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell would shut people up at least. And that's all this stuff is, right? It's just I don't think it'll be Bell. Up. It's not about the winning. They got, it won't be Bell. Kind. They need a quarterback. They only have $20 million cap space, and they release Alex Smith. They would get crushed with a $42 million cap hit. So they're not releasing Alex Smith. He'll be on the list of here, so they're not saving any money there. Uh, I mean, uh, Bell alone, now, you're, you're above the cap, so you need to make a lot of other moves. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Brown, you need to make other moves now to get under the cap. Plus, if you have other moves you to make. But I, as far as the need, oh, yeah, they need a wide receiver. They need a wide receiver. They need a wide receiver like the Cowboys needed a wide receiver before they got Cooper. Same team, same problem. The Colts are a team, Cam, that people talk about, both Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Now, I, Brown and Bell aren't going to end up on the same team. 
But I don't, know. I don't really see the Colts as the type of team to to bring in sort of a mega diva star type player. Do you? I just don't see it. No. Uh, and as for the Colts running back situation, I think uh, Marlon Mack's been qu- quite good. Obviously, a bit of an upgrade, but you have Hines and Mack. That's worked out well for them. Mack was really down the stretch for the team. Look at the receivers. T.Y. Hilton. They still have they still have other guys that have stepped up. I'm with you, Gabe. I just don't they think... Could the, the they, they, they could, could use a receiver, Cap. I'm they could. Oh, they could, could use a receiver. I just don't think it's going to be the Colts. I don't think they're the team. T.Y. Hilton's be. getting a little banged up over the years. It's true. It's true. Yeah, he is What's getting banged that? up. I think, I think if you're the Colts, you have to check in here on each player. A, they have 100 and, what, $108 million in That's cap space. That's crazy money. So they got to spend it somewhere, don't they? I think either player would be very happy going there because they're a team that seems to be on the rise. Good contention. Very good offensive line for Le'Veon Bell if he were to go there. I might agree that the need is not drastic, but Bell would be a nice upgrade over Mac or anybody else they got there. And I agree with Gabe. I mean, I like T.Y. Hilton. But, uh, you know, the Royal receiver, I mean, they have a whole bunch of German after that. And so Pittsburgh, once again, would be willing to deal him for a second-round pick, which for the Colts is, what, pick 27? Something like that. That's 59th overall. I'm doing that deal if I'm uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. God bless. I, I don't think he's going to go there. I, I, bless you. Bless you. I don't think thank he's going you, to the Colts. <laughs> I don't think he's going to the Colts. I don't think no, I, think, I, don't, I, don't I think, think Pittsburgh happen. wants him out of the AFC. I think they're going to do everything they can to take him to any NFC team, and maybe outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, the same or thing. or a bad AFC team. You know what I mean? That they're like whatever. He'll you know by the time they're good, he'll be he'll be he'll be done in a few years, anyways. Sort of. I'm thinking like the Buffalo Bills. You know, there was one that the Buffalo Bills were kicking a tire on Kareem Hunt. They're going to have to do something moving forward as far as LeSean McCoy is concerned. I don't know what the hit would be. I think he's got one year left on the deal with Buffalo. And it paid him pretty well, but I know a lot of it was up front as far as the bonus is concerned. Cap hits only 2.625. So that's nothing, really. And I you know I like LeSean McCoy. I'm not, oh, screw LeSean McCoy, but I think it would be better off. Like LeSean McCoy would be better off on another team at this point in time. And, you know, the Bills could use either draft or you know, a stud running back or – you know, spend some of your money because they're they have big money under the cap too, George. And Pagula's got money. And one thing too, if you look over the years, the Buffalo Bills brought Terrell Owens in. Uh, Buffalo Bills made like Mario Williams, like the highest guy in the NFL at the time. You remember, it was like ninety-five million dollar deal or something. Like so, the Bills haven't been adverse to throwing money at these type of things. I'm curious to see whether they get involved. And you got, we've seen this Brandon Bean guy's been pretty aggressive as well. Um, at drafts. Um, so the Steelers are basically stating that uh, the rumor is lack on for saying the Steelers are going to pretty much at the draft are going to deal them. I wouldn't count the Buffalo Bills out of one of these two guys, actually. I think at least the Bills will at least inquire about it and, 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 and seriously consider it. It wouldn't shock me if one of these two players ended up on the Bills. Well, the Bills should be inquiring about any talented offensive player at any position. Wide receiver, quarterback, tight end. I mean, well, you got on, Josh Allen, right? You got to get him some yeah. talent around him, right? Exactly. And he's on a rookie deal. Receiver. I know, that's the thing. You got to do it now. Great point, Renzi. That's why the Ravens could do things. You got Lamar Jackson on rookie deals. That's why Seattle got good quick. Russell Wilson, rookie deal. You got to do it while well, you got the money, man. Now. All right, well, we got one little segment with George left. A couple of minutes. We'll have him say goodbye and uh, say his uh, final words.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Final moments here. George Kurtz, Islander Sabres tonight. George is the resident Islander fan, although Cam does own an Islander jersey. Cam's got a soft actually, spot in his heart for the Islanders. I'm wearing it. I, I told George, I go next to the Leafs. I've always liked the Islanders. Hey, they gave me a full tour of that arena, the roller rink on Long Island. What a beauty. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm so. We're not even started building. Yep. The uh, new arena, I'm guessing you mean the NASL Coliseum, whatever, whatever they call this Coliseum now. They changed the name, NYCB or something like that. Yeah, I have no idea what it's called yeah. now. What, what's there? It's empty, right? What, did they play yeah, so, yeah, or something yeah. this year? Yeah, they did. I mean, they have, they the area, but there's, there's a co- community college that's in the area there. It's Mitchell Field, which is an old uh, old airfield from like World War II with all those. What's close there? Hofstra. Like Hofstra's right Hofstra's down there. Right Hofstra's right there as, uh, as well, yes. Yeah, Marantz went to Hofstra when I went to the Islanders. It was cool. I've never been out there. Um, you know, Bellator was much. out there one night. Bellator fighting. I sort of wanted to, to take it in. But, yeah, it's just sort of one of those old-school generic arenas. But there's been a lot of great classic moments out there in that Nassau Coliseum, especially NHL moments. Yeah, I don't think there's been many other kind of moments there at the Coliseum. But yeah, <laughs> Unfortunately, those moments were also 35 years ago. But, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of classic moments. Listen, as far as watching a hockey game, you're probably not going to do much better. You could, and it doesn't matter what seat you have. You have great sight lines. You're right on top of the ice there. Uh, I love watching games there. And when the Islanders are playing well, especially in the playoffs, the arena rocks. And the NHL had better let the Islanders. It's true. Assuming the Islanders do make the playoffs, the uh, NHL better let the Islanders play those home games at the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, Gabe, that's the place. When I went there, uh, they gave me that sledgehammer with the goggles, and I got to smash up the Pittsburgh Penguins car in my Islander gear, and they're playing. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, the, like these guys were, like, getting torqued at noon because they always put, kind of like the Raptors were, the Islanders always got the early playoff game. They wanted them, like, kind of out of the way, but the people there were partying <laughs> nice and early, George. Good good, good fans in Long Island. Love them. Great people. They are. Listen, they're passionate. They're passionate about the Isles. All right, so what time you guys are on? 11, 11 a.m. on uh, Saturday morning? Saturday, Indeed, Sunday, 11. Saturday, Sunday. Got it. Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Kurtz and uh, Cam Stewart. Thanks, George. Have a good one, See George. Good, guys. Gabe Patterson continues. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Yang and Baseball. Bryce Harper says he wants long-term job security. Easier said than done. Despite the wishes from some teams, the Giants have reportedly put an offer on the table, but uh, it's a short-term offer, and that's not going to happen. According to MLB Network's John Heyman, it doesn't matter how lucrative. This guy wants long-term solutions. If the Giants fall out of the pitcher, teams left. The Nationals, Phillies, White Sox, Padres, they're left as the front-runners for Harper Services. Since debuting in the big leagues in 2012, he's hit 279, 184 homers, and 521 RBIs across 927 games. But baseball, pretty crazy right now. Still no signings, and... Uh, Pitchers and catchers already reporting. The clock is ticking on the New York Mets. Cy Young pitcher Jared DeGrom informed the team that he won't negotiate a contract during the regular season. DeGrom's camp set an opening day as a deadline to reach a new deal. The two-time All-Star who is eligible for free agency in 2020 seeking another long-term contract that will buy out his arbitration year. DeGrom on fire last season. An MLB best 1.70 ERA and 217 innings of work. Edwin Encarnacion expected at Seattle Mariners camp after after trade talks have stalled, and Derek Jeter bringing in a former teammate, Jorge Posada will be joining the Marlins as a special advisor to baseball operations, and the Giants just signed free agent outfielder Geraldo Parra today. Antonio Brown officially asked for a trade from the Steelers. This announcement just minutes after going on Twitter and thanking Pittsburgh Nation for a great last nine years, but he said it's time to move on, and uh, still with Brown, Gabe, today, not good news in court. He was found guilty on reckless driving. He failed to show up in court. He was cited on the incident back November 8th after driving his black Porsche more than 100 miles an hour. He's got 30 days to appeal. Fine, not too bad, though. 428 bucks. Not not bad for driving over 100 there. It's a hell of a lot more here. The NFL still looking into an incident where Brown allegedly pushed a woman, too. So, uh, yeah, his uh, stock going down. Kyler Murray, we talked about the, uh, rumors. He's going to be a, a first-round draft pick, and the Arizona Cardinals were involved in rumors saying they might take him in the draft, but uh, Cliff Kingsbury, he stepped up to the mic and said, Josh Rosen is our guy, but earlier in discussions, he said if Murray was available first overall, he would take him. The Houston Texans are expected to release wide receiver Demarius Thomas. He was acquired by the Texans from Denver before the 2018 trade deadline for a fourth-round pick and a swap of seventh-round picks. Thomas is a five-time Pro Bowler, but do $14 million on his base salary in 2019. Comments from Magic Johnson, the Lakers, about Sixers point guard Ben Simmons deemed not to merit any discipline for tampering. That from the NBA office. Five games in the association tonight. Lakers in Atlanta. Lakers five on the road, uh, 237 and a half. Orlando at New Orleans. Pelicans minus four and a half, 225. We'll see how much Davis plays tonight. Expensive on both FanDuel and DraftKings there, but we don't know about the minutes. Nice battle in the East. Boston and Philly. Sixers minus seven, 226. San Antonio takes on Memphis. Spurs, four-and-a-half-point road favorites, 209-and-a-half. Utah and Golden State. Warriors, minus eight-and-a-half, 227. NCAA top uh, 25 action. A couple games going off at 632. Both ranked teams here, 12 Purdue and number 24 Maryland. Uh, pick them right there, 141. St. Bonaventure taking on St. Joe's. That at 630. St. Joe's, one-and-a-half, 134. Gabe, we got some great games, too, tonight. Number 19, LSU at Kentucky. Wildcats are eight-point favorites, 149. Number 11. 
11, Michigan State taking on number 20, Wisconsin in the Big Ten. Spartans, minus two. This one opened up as a pick, 133. Marquette and DePaul. Marquette, minus three, 150 total there. Your Michigan Wolverines at Penn State. Michigan, minus seven, 128. And a good one in the ACC again. Number two, Duke taking on Louisville. This line keeps on going up. Blue Devils now nine, 152. And number 18, Kansas State at Texas. The Longhorns are two and a half point favorites, 122. Soccer, Roma defeated FC Porto two to one. Gabe, you got there. The win. Whoo, you were sweating bullets there. Yeah, Paris yeah, okay. Saint Germain, blank Manchester. Hey, good news. At least they imagine they tied it up. You'd be raging. And Paris Saint Germain, blank Manchester United, two to nil. Venerbahce one. Zenit Penn Saint Petersburg nil. In Europa action, we talked about the Boston Bruins already thin. They lose David Pasternak for two weeks after thumb surgery. The 22-year-old on fire this year in the NHL. Uh, seventh in points with 66 and 56 games, and he's second in the league with 29 points on the power play. Very very busy night in the NHL. We got seven games at 7 o'clock. We mentioned the New York Islanders and Buffalo. Islanders minus 125 on the road, 5.5. Chicago at Boston. Boston minus 226.5. Dallas and Florida. The Panthers minus 115 there, 5.5. Washington and Columbus. Jackets favored minus 145. Gabe, we can go through all these on the DFS hour because there's 12 damn games tonight in the CFL. The Great Cup champion, Stan Peters, they signed quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell. He's the 2018 most outstanding player, so he's not going to the NFL. And in UFC, Chris Cyborg, unsure of her future, after the possible elimination of the women's featherlight division, she says she wants to try and fight for another five more years, but uh, that could be up in the air. So, Morenci, you might have a comment about that one. I'm Cam Stewart. He's Gabe Morenci. This is Red Heat and Rage. Keep it here. We're going to talk some more sports. We've got some picks in the DFS hour with lineups coming up at 6 o'clock. Back to you, Yang. Take it away, brother. Game Time Decisions. Buddy. Level two. Game time decision. Level two. Ranger Radio. As Cam alluded to, we got a ton of NHL games, NBA games, NBA All Star Week uh, this week, NBA All Star Weekend. Uh, we've got the uh, USA versus the World, the Rising Stars Challenge uh, game on Friday night. That's always an entertaining uh, tilt. That's actually cool. To me, it's, it's actually my favorite part of the weekend, actually. I, I've always been a fan of that Friday night game. Uh, I went to it during NBA All-Star Week. I didn't go to the slam dunk contest, but I went to that, and I went to the All-Star game. The dunk contest, you know, the dunk contest is is the most expensive part of the All-Star weekend, uh, but the dunk, uh, I should say, it used to be, but now people are more interested in the three-point competition. And So one thing that bothers me, Cam, about the NBA slam dunk competition now that the top players don't do it. I know it's been this way for a while, but it's ridiculous. You know, you're charging people a thousand dollars. It's like this big deal, and no offense to like uh, Diallo on Oklahoma City or listen, Dennis Smith Jr. is a pretty good dunker, but you notice like the the big name players don't mind being in the three point competition, but they all shy away from the dunk competition. And I'm telling you, I think it's basically they don't want to lose. They just don't want to be showed up. And it's frustrating also, instead of just laying down a couple of dunks, right? Yeah. No, There's. it's also a difference, Gabe. I know it's not that, but you got a ch- better chance of, like, twisting ankle or doing something if you're leaping something in a dunk contest over a three-point contest. That's a good point. But I, 
But I'm with you. I, I still think it doesn't matter. Back in the day, Dominic that Wilkins did it. Dump, Mike, that yeah, doesn't stop Mike, them from dunking in a pregame and doing crazy Exactly. <laughs> but that's, I'm just, I, that's the only point I'm trying to say. You're right. They don't want to lose. They also don't want to get a good hurt. Point. But, I, but, but it's, it's, it's something like the three-point contest, too. I think you're, you're less embarrassed. If you really tank it in the I've contest, never seen one your person. They're big egos. I was just going to say, I've never seen, I can't recall one person ever getting injured because of a slam dunk contest. Nope. No, Vince Carter, he put him put him on the map there when we grew up. Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, Spud Webb. We can go, the list goes on and on. All-stars. Yeah, now you look at it, you go, wow, they're all like mid-grade players. No, it's very frustrating that the dunk contest has lost its luster, but that's one of the reasons I could see. But I love the three-point It's been bad a couple of years. Yeah, the, 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 the dunk contest has been, it's been subpar the last two years. You know, guys... They get like three, four attempts. It's just, you know, there's no, nothing really too over the top. I didn't mind like when it started to get crazy over cars. And the last great yeah. one was Zach Levine and um, and Aaron Gordon in Toronto, actually. And remember, they had like the Orlando Magic mascot on the hovercraft. And yeah. <laughs> Aaron Gordon grabbed ball over. He was spinning, spinning around. And Zach Levine was just doing some sick-ass dunks. Hey, listen, I'm not, I don't want to call these players out. I'll watch it. Hopefully uh, they let it down. I think Dennis Smith Jr. is going to win, personally. I think he wins yeah. the dunk contest. We'll get the odds on the other side. We've got odds for this stuff. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Yeah, after uh, after those late goals in Roma, I, I am suddenly under pressure. <laughs> under pressure to the winners here tonight. Yeah, my pick last night, Vancouver Canucks. They got a, a rookie goalie starting out. They lose uh, seven to two. Good pick. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go. I, I just I'm going to go one. tweet out a pick tonight. I go. You know what? I don't think I'll do that again. Thanks. End of discussion. <laughs> It was so pathetic. Oh, so, first three shots saw, went so, in, too. It was like, that's why I saw why? people on Twitter. They were like, oh, They're all laughing at me. Yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, a lot of yeah. people, uh, Canucks actually did look like a live dog last night. That's the thing with hockey, man. Like, yeah, I know. I'm usually on fire, not last night. Should have stuck to college basketball. But what are you going to do, Marenzi? Another day, another board, right, friend? That's the way it works. Yeah, yeah. All you could that's do is, is. Uh, move on. I'm looking at some college basketball uh, tonight. We've got a big game with Duke and Louisville. Uh, we'll game. check in on the number um, in that game. Uh, the total is 151. You know, Duke had been a big under team this year, but doesn't mean that every game's going to go under the number. I think this one could be a play to over tonight at the uh, St. Joe's game. I think it's uh, the Bonnie, St. Bonaventure, and St. Joe's yep. tonight. I think St. Joe's are in a good spot. 6.30 tonight, that game, too. If you want to get in, it's going to be in the DFS hour. A couple early starts tonight, so we'll, we'll be on top of that stuff. 
Yeah, the, the they go right. They go right off. Yeah, the old six thirty start. Hey, Gabe, if you like the wager on sports or never have, would like to try head over to Bet. I do PSI. like the wager on sports. That's right. They have wagering options for almost any sport you could think of, including sides, totals, and player props. Where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV, or get an edge with the live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on the in-game circumstances. So many ways you can make money. Use the promo code FNTSY100 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. So head on over and open up account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY100 and get the 100% bonus deposit match. Back to you, Gabe. All right, nothing wrong uh, with 100% uh, bonus yeah. uh, match. All right, I so like, like we said, we got full full slate of uh, action uh, tonight. How many of these NHL games you look into? Uh, uh, yeah, we'll go. We'll go over each game. We'll go over every NBA game. We'll take a look at a big college uh, college games as well. Still waiting on uh, numbers for Week Two of the Alliance uh, Football League. Um, I didn't go through every game, but the one game that did catch my eye was that New York Islander game against the Buffalo Sabers. You know, but Buffalo. You know, you know it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a one-goal game, I would imagine. It's going to be tight. and uh, But it just seems like the Islanders are in a good spot here against Buffalo. Buffalo, we talked about it earlier. Not a lot of, a lot of negativity around this team. They're negative. Yeah, yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah that's the negative. thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I remember and, uh, it was uh, Reinhard, uh, Sam Reinhardt came out and he basically, like, ripped his goaltending. Like, after that, the, the week before, they ripped the defense. Like, the forwards on the team are scoring goals. They're mad at the defense and the goaltender. Everybody's infighting. Yeah, they, they still did pretty good on the weekend. You, you said it. It's not been a bad trip so far. It's almost like 500. They beat Detroit, who's been playing a little bit better. But it will be a close game tonight. I'm not betting that game. I'm just looking for a couple spots, Gabe. I, sometimes I was going to bet the board, but I'm going to pick my spots. I will be taking Toronto against uh, Colorado in that game in a revenge spot. I think they're only laying 35, 40 cents. The last time Colorado came into town, they won, and it was an embarrassing loss. I think uh, the Leafs go in and uh, beat down the Avalanche. Uh, they're a team that's really struggling right now, and it's a short price. That'll be on my card. <laughs> yeah, the Leafs were catching my eye uh, as well. Uh, NBA basketball tonight. I believe, I'm pretty sure it is. We were talking about this this morning about it being the Lakers' final game uh, before the All-Star break. I'm not, I, let me double check. I think it is, though. They're getting the Atlanta Hawks uh, tonight. They're coming off. Uh, they got smoked by Philadelphia the other day, the Lakers. Remember last time they got smoked, uh, they responded with the win at Boston. They're laying five tonight against Atlanta. Total's like 236, 237, but I think it's high for a reason. Yeah, actually, it's funny you mentioned that, Gabe. As we were speaking, the line went up. Uh, it opened up at five, now six. For the Lakers, and I see a 236 open on the total up to 238.5. It's there for a reason. There's not going to be much defense in this game. Atlanta at home is going to get theirs. They can score, and the Lakers against that Atlanta D. I could see like this game being like 138, 132 type of game. Like it could be like over the number, even though the number is very high. You know, uh, <coughs> LeBron James. <coughs> Bless you. I don't like this sneezing, coughing. Yeah, <laughs> not a good, not no, good not sign. Good. No. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, you know, LeBron uh, LeBron James was questionable earlier in the day, but you know, it wasn't they weren't gonna sit him tonight. They need wins, the Lakers. They can't screw around. Like they need to win this game tonight. They should be able to. I you, you expect that they're gonna you're gonna get a maximum effort from the Lakers tonight. Um you know, they're they're in a tough playoff fight right now. They're not gonna win a lot of these games against tough Western conference teams. 
as the stretch goes on. they got to get every possible win they can against crappy teams. And, you know, we know Atlanta's going to be fired up, though, tonight, you know, with LeBron rolling into town. Atlanta, Atlanta's one of those teams that, like, you just don't blindly bet against them. Like, I know the Raptors came back, but Gabe, you know, for three quarters, uh, they were winning that game and then totally collapsed in the fourth when uh, Toronto really uh, put the pedal down. But I've been impressed with Atlanta at least trying to battle, and, uh, you know, I, I, I see where you're going. Yeah, they do play loose. And the Lakers... Uh, I don't trust the Lakers win. laying six. I can't do That's it. That's the thing. That's the thing. I, I almost want to take a shot with Atlanta, but then I look at the Lakers and going, if it's the last game before, LeBron just might take the team on his damn shoulders and cover the number himself. But uh, difficult. Maybe the over in this basketball game, despite being high. You know what's strange, though? The Atlanta Hawks have actually been better uh, on the road than they have been at home. Uh, they've actually lost uh, five straight home games. Uh, right now, eight and sixteen straight up at home. Just seven and seventeen against the spread. Have lost five in a row at State Farm Arena. Uh, Cam Los Angeles two and three on their five game road trip uh, so far. Uh, coming off a one forty three one twenty loss to Philadelphia on Sunday. Um, I gotta tell you, you know, I don't see why this game doesn't uh, go over the number, Cam. You know, the Atlanta Hawks have given up 123.7 points per game in their last nine games. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of I'm points. with you. I, you know me. I'm more of a side guy. This will be a like track over tonight. I, I like the over, too. And, and they're setting up a high total to try to get some underplays. It's going over. Uh, to get 238, we can get there. Like, I think one, I think, I, I think one team, the winning team, is a, like a buck 42. Like, I, I really believe we get over this number, no problem. I like the over. I'm um, a hot yes, yeah, yeah. So do I. And, you know, we had Drew Dink, Drew Dinkmeyer's in studio all weekend. Uh, Drew Dinkmeyer was talking about this game being a great DFS game to stack because he thinks there's going to be a million. He does think that it's going to be a high-scoring game. And um, you know, he was talking about the Lake. We were talking about the Lakers needing wins, but it doesn't automatically mean they're going to get it just because they want it. Could be a close game. I don't really trust Atlanta enough here, but I will be looking. Uh, I will be looking at the over. A hot team right now, Cam, the Orlando Magic. Uh, Orlando on a rare three-game win streak right now. But they've actually won. They're actually 5-1 and one in their last six games. You know, people keep waiting for Orlando to turn the corner and become sort of a competitive team like we've seen Brooklyn and we, we see Sacramento. We see some of these, uh, these teams that have struggled over the years. They don't really do it, but you and I have always known, like Orlando, when Orlando play well, they're, they're a tough team to deal with, man. Vucevic is good. Fournier's not great, but he's pretty steady. They've, you know, Terrence Ross bomb shots. Like, they've got guys that can score, and they're not a terrible basketball team. They're just sort of a little inconsistent, and they always have injuries, Orlando, but they're getting points tonight. Uh, they're getting points tonight in New Orleans. I just wish I was getting a couple more points than we were. You know, Gabe, I like Orlando in this spot, too. Just looking at the way the line opening up at four, four and a half, up to five. People are betting the Pelicans. Who knows what's going to happen with Davis? He said it. The Magic can, can be streaky. Um, I, I will take the points with the Magic there. I don't feel have any confidence with the Pelicans, you know, winning this game by more than six. And I think we're going to probably get a number five and a half or six. People are going to continue to bet the Pelicans at that number. I think we'll come back with the Magic. I think the Magic are, are, are the play in that game. Uh, big game tonight, one of the one of the TV games uh, tonight, the two TV games. We've got Utah and Golden State as the nightcap, but earlier we've got Boston and Philadelphia, a potential playoff uh, matchup here. Although, as I talked about earlier in the week, I don't think the Pacers are going to be able to hang on uh, to the three seed uh, for, for all season here with the injuries that they have. But, you know, 
Kyrie Irving's out tonight, Cam, and the Philadelphia 76ers are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Boston have beaten them twice already this year. Everybody's running into the window to bet the Sixers and this new-look Sixers after yeah. throttling. Celtics. Throttling the Lakers. And Celtics coming off by blowing a 28-point lead the other night. We'll hit this game on the other side. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions, Freddie Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll get back to the NBA in a second. I'm Renzi, Cam Stewart uh, with us. Uh, Cam, uh, a lot of people were talking about the chick that threw the chair off the balcony yesterday in Toronto. Yep, they're looking for her. Uh, cops have identified her now, so they Perfect. know who she is. Um they know who she is, and uh, they're in the process. She's in the process of turning herself in. <laughs> yeah, another thing about that video was that for people who didn't have it with the volume, there's somebody egging her on. Apparently, that person's going to get the same type of, uh, they're bringing them down, too. Like a friend, throw it, throw it. Like, you know what I mean? So there's somebody else there in the apartment uh, who's part of the plan, too. So uh, they're going to be done, yeah, too. I'm surprised the Accessory. person that filmed it. I'm surprised the person that filmed it isn't uh, getting charged either because they didn't, you know, they sort of, you know, you can't be expected to stop things, but at the same point in time, like, that was different. Like, you you participated in it by filming it and posting it, right? Uh, Totally. Ridiculously stupid. Ridiculously stupid. um, I guess, you know, we'll find out. Her face will be plastered everywhere in the morning, essentially, like. She was probably pretty wasted, I would imagine. She was probably hopped up on, like, Molly or MDMA or whatever the hell it is the kids take and uh, probably needed to come down before, you know, she was going to turn herself in. But, you know, I don't know. I don't – well, she didn't hit anybody. I doubt she gets jail time. They'll probably scare the crap out of her, fine her a bunch of money, and give her a bunch of, like, community service. Yeah, maybe weekends. Um, a lot of the time, you know what I mean? It's one of those things. Uh, might get, like, not a hard-cold jail sentence. You might get a few weekends with community service and a fine. They probably should put her in jail just to, to I, sort of. I just, think so. I think so. You could have killed somebody. You know, and I'm pretty it's very, lenient it's person. Reckless. Yeah, but, but you need to smart. send a message. Like, if, yes. if, exactly. You can't be throwing things off of balconies, you know? Like, send a message to people. If you do this, you're going to jail, right? Like, you can't wreck and endanger lives. Like Exactly. Think about the catastrophe. She could have killed someone on the street. Anybody, you know what I mean? A mother with a with a stroller could have hit anybody, and then even it could have fallen and landed on the highway there on the on the expressway, and it could have caused like a mass pileup. Like God knows what could have happened. Like she's freaking lucky, actually. Like this isn't worse, but uh, it's still probably not going to end very well for her. 
No, it won't. And and and, and that's the point. Like you're throwing you're throwing uh, you're throwing stuff off a balcony. You're lucky no one's dead. Uh, uh, think about uh, the accident there, Gabe. Like you know what I mean. Like say one car there, you could cause something very very serious. And I'm with you. Me and you are pretty fair. I think if we were judges in court, we'd let things slide. But you can't let something like that slide because idiots will keep on doing it. You bring up the best point. You got to lay a precedent, a message. Don't be throwing things off balconies. People can die or get hurt. You got to pay. Pay the price. Stupid. Yeah, you know where it was. We'll get to eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. We'll get to the phone lines in a minute. You know, um, back to the phone lines. You know where it was too. It's fifty five Bremner. So it's, it's yeah, essentially it's, uh, it's the uh, Maple Leaf Square. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that condo there that's right over on Maple Leaf Square that night. Yeah, exactly. I saw like when she was kind Just of going out on her balcony. Would have clipped, if she would have clipped Kawhi Leonard or something. She would have taken out a rapper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine that. Yeah, like, say, yeah, yeah. Say, like, yeah. Oh, my God. This chick hit Austin Matthews with a metal chair. He's dead. Yeah. uh, yeah. Nylander's driving his sports car. It goes through his roof. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, we have a problem here. Yeah, big problem. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, like, yeah, yeah. She, like, uh, she's incredibly lucky it didn't hit anybody, but. Uh, we'll keep our eye on this, like I stated. Uh, they, the Toronto Police, I see Wiley Coyote sent me a story. I saw that the uh, Toronto Police said they identified her. They know who she is. They've been in contact with her, and uh, she's going to turn herself in tonight. Uh, El Chapo, too, was found guilty earlier in the day here. El Chapo will be, uh, was found guilty in all ten counts of uh, being El Chapo <laughs> earlier, <laughs> earlier, earlier in the day in a Brooklyn uh, federal courthouse. And uh, it's going to be a little bit trickier to bust out of uh, the prisons he's going to be in for the rest of his life than it was in uh, in Mexico. Let's bring in. Uh, we'll get back to the NBA. Actually, I think Cam's going to be in agreement with the next NBA pick too. But let's bring in uh, Anthony from Sarasota, Florida. What's up, hi, Anthony? Hi, you guys. I'm a first time caller. What's going hey, on, Anthony? Calling, How are you Anthony? doing? Yeah, I have a question. I'm a Dolphins fan, and I'm reading an article saying that. Uh, and this is coming from a Dolphins fan because apparently Cliff Kingsbury wants to draft Kyler Murray and stuff like that. So, uh, should the Dolph- what could the Dolphins offer the Cardinals if they trade Josh Rosen? Well, the question then becomes, is Josh Rosen worth that? You know, the Dolphins have uh, – Dolphins are going to be drafting. You know, they're going to have an opportunity. Uh, to get a quarterback, you know, as it is right now. And I think they're going to have to do it. The Kingsbury stuff, Anthony, man, it's unpredictable, dude. You know, I don't, you know, who thought he should be able to get this job in the first place? And number two, does he have the juice to just say, all right, we're drafting this guy right now? Because I tell you, I don't think Kyler Murray's worthy of being the first overall pick, but it's all about hype. I think your Dolphins are in a, a decent spot right now. You know, Le'Veon Bell... You know, I, I could really see Le'Veon Bell ending up in Miami. I think Stephen Ross knows he needs to make a splash, Anthony. And Le'Veon Bell would be a nice fit. As far as Josh Rosen is concerned, I don't think anyone's given up like a top 10 pick, top 15 pick. So suddenly you get in probably into second and third round type stuff. Like two picks, second and third round for Rosen. I'm not convinced they're going to do that, though. But, you know, would you prefer Kyler Murray or Josh Rosen as the Dolphin quarterback? Honestly, uh, Kyler is overhyped, but he would fit more in the Kingsbury offense. I would prefer Josh Rosen, to be honest. 
You know, Josh you, Rosen, you know, Josh Rosen didn't really get a fair shake either. That Arizona team lacked in so many uh, areas. Other than Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk was a young receiver. They had a beat-up offensive line. Uh, Johnson, the running back, wasn't the same. Ramsey, they had major problems. Like, it's not just his fault. Like, I look at all the rookie quarterbacks. Sure, he was the worst out of those guys, but he also was put in the worst situation out of them all. Yeah. Him and uh, yeah, Bell's yeah, quarterback, uh, Allen, well, had you the saw worst situations. Once, yeah, you saw once that um, when Byron left, which took over as the offensive coordinator, you saw Rosen got more comfortable, and Rosen Rosen got more comfortable as the season went on. I'm not ready to write Rosen off. Actually, Rosen would be a good Miami Dolphin. He'd also be a good New York Giant. I, you know, don't think for a second, Anthony, that there won't be teams that would would trade for Josh Rosen. I don't know if Miami's going to be one of them, though. And you know, they've got the 13th pick right now. Miami, they're going to be in their own. You know, they can control their destiny here. As far as getting a quarterback, uh, there's going to be a couple of these. And like you stated, just because ESPN's going crazy about uh, about Kyler Murray doesn't mean every general manager is going to, right? Yeah, yeah. And with Daniel Jones specifically, do you think he's a – when you look at his tape coming out of college, I know he barely played or anything like that. Do you, do you see him – he has a, the tools and stuff to be a, a NFL quarterback. Do you see him as he a does. franchise quarterback? Yeah, that's the thing. That's a good question, Anthony. You know, Cam, the kid out of Duke, Daniel. Oh, uh, Daniel oh, oh, Jones. Daniel Jones. I like Daniel Jones. I'll tell you, I like I Daniel Jones. Game two, he's got a prototypical body. He's also very fast for his size. That game against Temple in the bowl game, he played hurt and did really, really well. He's a guy that I think he looks like a pro quarterback to me. I'm a fan of Jones. I, I, he's there's so a lot yeah. better than Drew Locke. Uh, yes, I think uh, the problem with Jones is he had that foot injury, right? And people are a little bit concerned, but I don't know, Gabe. What do you think about Jones in comparison to Drew Luck? That's tough. I kind of like Jones's body; like he's he looks like a big, big kid, like sturdy. But Lock throws yeah, balls better does. into windows, I think. You know, in short yeah, windows. I think that people like. I think NFL guys like Jones better than Lock. Yeah, I think they think Lock has a lot of bad habits. I like Drew Locke, but I don't, you know, guys, I'll be honest with you. I don't I'm really think any of these guys are, like, any of these guys are franchise savers, man. I don't think Jared Statham saves your franchise. And, no, I don't think Daniel Jones is a is a franchise changer. I don't. You know, I don't. He's probably going to be a first-round pick. I see some people, like Walter Football has him as the top, top quarterback uh, on the board. I don't think so. I think Haskins probably fits what, what NFL guys want to do a lot. But the thing with Kyler Murray is, guys, you got this is entertainment too, right? Like, once Kyler Murray gets hyped every day on ESPN, man, like, look, the Dolphin fans are going to start. Maybe we should take him. And, Cam, you know it, man. People get brainwashed by ESPN and the media, right? So if the yeah. Kyler Murray hype grows, people are going to start to demand him more, right? He's just a flashy player. He's that star player. You know, I, I don't know if Miami's going to be in a mix at 13, though, at that point, guys. I think Kyler Murray will be off the board anyways. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Well, I would try, as a Dolphins fan, what I would do, because he came from the Bill Belichick form of thinking and stuff like that, we should trade down maybe with the Raiders, get to the 27-6, then get an extra pick in the third round, third or second or third round. Man, you should be the GM, yeah. man. You're really thinking this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like it. You know, Miami can use all the yeah. picks they can get. I agree. You know, move yeah. down if you can. And it's then, a good point then, you raise, Anthony. With Flores coming over, sort of a nuts and bolts guy, yeah. there's been so many, all these hires have all been offensive guys for the most part. 
Floor is a defensive guy. How, how is he going to look at that? But he also knows he needs a franchise quarterback to move forward, right, if they don't think Tannehill's the guy. Yeah, I don't think Tannehill's the guy, honestly. I know there's fans of him, but I'm. he was overhyped coming out of college because he played receiver and the athleticism was crazy, but he's I'm not a Tannehill back. hater. I'm not a hater. I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be, but you look at the division – Sam Darnold looks like he's the real deal. Like, Sam Darnold looks like he's going to be a quarterback, you know, for the next 10 years. Josh Allen looked very good. Tom Brady's an exception. I mean, the guy never ages. But if you're the Dolphins, you know, you don't want to fall behind. You want to be able to, you know, have young players that you're developing as well at the same clip. Plus, they hire a new coach. You know, I don't know. Maybe that takes Le'Veon Bell out of the mix. But it seems to me like... Le'Veon Bell would be a good fit. I know Le'Veon wants to go to Miami. We'll see if they offer him the money. Hey, thanks for the call, Anthony. Thanks, buddy. Don't don't be a stranger. That's a good call. I like Anthony, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Stockpile really picks. He's he, thinking. Thought, he thought things out. And, yeah, the Dolphins aren't on the verge of winning the division this year anyways, right? So I, I don't really know if they'll sign Le'Veon Bell. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. The mock drafts are already coming at us fast at camp. Nick Bosa, defensive end out of Ohio State, is a player that a lot of people think is sort of the uh, the top, the actual best player. Not talking about the quarterbacks, but actually the best player uh, overall. Yeah, I'd uh, basically the way I look, I, I look at it, I, I I'd go with Bosa. You know, you know, you do. You got to build through the lines, Marenzi, on the offensive line, defensive line. Card- the Cardinals need all the help in so many areas. Don't worry about it. Just go and get Bosa. Like, you know what I mean? Get, get, get a pass rusher. Get a guy that can disrupt things. Hit the quarterback. Enough of the you, you brought up a good point earlier, the flash and dash. Don't get, don't get hypnotized by these shows and, you know, all the stuff and content. and They're putting all these things together. Like, I, you got to be a nuts and bolts decision maker. You know, what's going to be better for your team? You could find a quarterback later. There's no need. Even if they wanted Murray, Arizona, you don't pick him first. That's insanity. That's nuts. He doesn't need to go first I overall. think they're you go, thinking. You, 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 get, you, get, you get Bosa. I know, but there there's a thought process. Yes, I, I can't disagree. Um, I'm not locked in on Bosa, but the approach they might be thinking is that they draft, they take Murray. I think it's too early to predict this stuff. The kid hasn't gone to the combine yet. He hasn't had a pro day yet. You know what I mean? He's all hype right now. So it's hard to predict how crazy people are going to get over him, but... I think the, the thought process with Arizona potentially was you take Kyler Murray first overall, then you've got Murray and Josh Rosen, and then basically you just wait for, like, the offers to come pouring in, right? 
for one or the other even. You know, you can almost get a little bidding war uh, going. But I don't know. I mean, we don't know how excited people will be about Kyler Murray. Like I said, because ESPN is now. Walter for Football is a very credible football site. Uh, WalterFootball.com. Uh, very well respected when it comes to grading college players. And it's interesting. We just got a call from a Dolphin fan. Walter Football actually has. So Daniel Jones being the first quarterback taken overall, which I don't, I'm not sure he will be. He's got him going. Uh, he's got him going to the Redskins. Uh, actually, uh, like fifth overall. Uh, but he's got Kyler Murray here going 13th to the aforementioned Miami Dolphins. I'm not sure Kyler Murray will last this long due yeah. to the, the media hype. And it's interesting because here, here's a quote in, in, the, in, in his evaluation. It says, Murray should probably be drafted on day two, but he'll probably go in the first round because he's a hot name, a personal, a personal man says. We assumed he was going into baseball because of Scott Boris, so nobody really wrote up any reports on him, which is actually interesting. They're saying they don't have a ton of uh, a ton of uh, background, um, so it's you know I think you know he's five nine. If he's really five nine, peeps himself that he's the next Russell Wilson. Yet That's I'm the seeing thing. here he's. He's two Great inches shorter you, than Russell Wilson. Exactly. He's That's two inches thing. shorter, and he's 20 pounds smaller. And like, Russell yes. Wilson's pretty yes. strong and thick. Yes. Murray's he's thicker. a small kid. Uh, yes. So I'm watching the NFL Network for the past two days, and that's what they have. They have all these other guys talking about the comparisons. That's your comparison to Russell Wilson. Remember, Russell Wilson was a third-round draft pick, right? So that, that's, a, that's another thing. And Russell Wilson has an inch and a half, two inches on him, and, he, and he's thicker. I, I, I personally and and, and and more polished coming out. That's one of these things, Marenzi. I don't think he's uh, deserves to be that high of a pick, but we'll see. And that, and that's that. And you you brought it up. It's the hype machine. I don't think he's that good. But if people keep on talking and talking and talking and talking, sure. And he will have good numbers at the at the combine. You've seen how fast he is. Like he is. He you can't say his his foot speed is electrifying. Like it is simply it's sick. When he's in the open field, it's like he is so fast. Like faster than Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson was a raw talent. I'm telling you though, I, I wouldn't re- I wouldn't reach for him. I wouldn't reach for him. Russell Wilson went in the third damn round. You know what I mean? So, I, and and that's the comparisons. And Russell Wilson, when I check every box other than foot speed, he's better than him in every other area but foot speed. And Russell Wilson, yeah, I think it's a pretty big reach. To, you know, that that's the comparison going to be looking for. And also the comparison will be to Baker Mayfield, right? Coming out of the same program, running the same offense, coming out of there with Lincoln Riley. Uh, Baker Mayfield also uh, size was was questioned last year uh, through this process as well. And truth be told, Cam, we saw that it really wasn't an issue. You know, it takes a few weeks. They got to figure it out. You got to roll them out. Like Marshall Falk talked about it with, you know, there's sort of the passing lanes become different, you know, in, in, in the NFL than they are in college. And it, they got to figure this out. But I'm not saying Kyler Murray can't play in the NFL. I'm just I'm curious to see I'm curious to see how how much the hype grows on him because that's just the thing. Just because the media hype is large doesn't mean that the reality hype is large, right? But he clearly wouldn't have done this if he wasn't told and pretty much convinced that he was going to be basically a top ten pick, dude. Which I think he will be. Like the Dolphins pick thirteenth. I don't know if uh, people. I don't think he'll be there. I don't think he'll be there either. I think he'll go. uh, Where's Jacksonville pick? Seven. Uh, seven? That's yeah. where he's gone. 
that's probably where I think if Kyler Murray is on the board, if Kyler Murray is on the board at seven, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars say, perfect. What do they need to asses in seats, an organization that's taken, taken a big hit. They like a big time name there. They seem to like those flat, flat, flashy type of guys. Yeah. It makes sense to me. Jacksonville seven Murray. Yeah. You know, they, they do need some, they, they need, it's funny, I remember last year Tom Coughlin, I saw an interview with him when he was talking about their struggles. And one thing with the Jaguars, too, the Jaguars are going to sort of be in a, in a pretty strong spot come draft day. They have the seventh overall pick, and I think they'll probably trade uh, Leonard Fournette as well. Yeah, I, I don't see Leonard Fournette oh, yeah. back with that football team. So, you know, they'll be able to stockpile. They'll get something for Leonard Fournette. Some, somebody will like, uh, somebody will like uh, Leonard Fournette. So looking at the uh, looking at the order here, Arizona goes first. They're quite the question mark, dude. Just because of Kingsbury, right? That's the thing. If Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury in early interviews said, "Oh, if he's available at number one, uh, we're going to take him," just because he says it now doesn't but mean he he's said not that before he was the head coach. That's he exactly didn't have his it. job yet. Yes, correct. He was asked about the quarterbacks. He didn't even have his job yet. He yep. was asked about the quarterbacks, and he said yeah, it was a no brainer. He yes. said, Kyler Murray is the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He was pretty adamant, Cam. And this was before he was the head coach of Arizona. It was like a week before. He said, I don't know what everyone's debating about. And I guess he knows, like he recruited him, right? So he knows him from high school. And he basically stated he's never seen Kyler Murray play a bad game in his life. He's like, I've seen, he goes, I know this kid's every game he's ever played. And he's a can't-miss superstar. Basically, the next Mahomes megastar in the NFL, he's a slam dunk. I would take him first overall slam dunk. Now, doesn't mean that he has control of the Arizona Cardinal picks, but I imagine if you hired this guy to be your offensive genius, you're going to listen to him a little bit when he says what players he wants to run his system, right? Yeah, but uh, you know what I mean? And that's Cliff Kingsbury, and obviously he has he has an opinion. I can tell you something, Gabe. We watched every college uh, game all, all this year. You were doing a show. I'm, I'm watching on Saturday afternoons. I did see Kyler Murray play some bad games. The first half against Alabama, he was uh, deer in the headlights there, and there's yeah. a lot of things. It, it wasn't a perfect report card. I, I really like the no, guy, I too. You know, I, I, That's the thing. So Cliff Kingsbury, he has this vision of Murray, whereas I think me and you or other people just watching, there's a lot of things he does well, but there's also a lot of things that he needs to work on to be a first-round draft pick in the National Football League. I'm just saying, if if Cliff Kingsbury talked like that before, just because he's saying, uh, you know, uh, Josh Rosen's our guy, I don't necessarily believe that. I'm with you. I think they just might shock the world. we got two quarterbacks now. Let's deal. Who wants Rosen? I think I personally think Josh Rosen is better than Kyler Murray. You know, my yeah, own personal I do, well, opinion. I do I'd rather have I Josh Rosen. So would I. Um, Arizona's drafted first overall. Second is San Francisco. They're not drafting Kyler Murray. All right, they've got no, Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo. It's not happening. Yep. The New York Jets have Sam Darnold. It's not happening. Pass. Um, the Oakland Raiders, and not just for Kyler Murray, but for quarterbacks as a whole here. They need a quarterback. The, the, the top three teams are not in the market for a quarterback. Arizona, San Francisco, New York. Arizona's the caveat just because of the Kingsbury situation here. Number four is a team no one's talked about here, Cam, as far as Kyler Murray. The Oakland Raiders, or not, let's not call them Oakland. I don't know what yeah, they're called yeah. anymore, but think well, about we'll it. Call, what do we they call have them? A million dra- <laughs> they have a million draft picks, all right? Yeah, they're stockpiling draft picks. They're in, under no pressure to win this year. Going don't even to know Vegas. where they're playing, dude. 
Yeah, they don't Denver even know where they're playing. Now, the latest is they might play in Tucson, Arizona. Which, really? like, as if. Like, no, but as if, like, the Cardinals are going to allow that. Like, the whole thing's a joke. Like, honestly, but we'll get to it. Birmingham, Alabama's in the mix now, supposedly. Um, like, if that's what a joke this is. Like, Birmingham has said, hey, come, you can come play here if you want. Because territorially, no one wants them. They're not allowed. Like, they're not, you know, the Arizona thing, they're not going to be allowed to. The Arizona Cardinals aren't going to allow that. The NFL won't allow it. But my point is, they have one more year of being a nomad. You know, Kyler Murray, he's still raw, dude. He only really started one year here with That's Oklahoma, you know? Exactly. So, you could draft him. A lot of guys are down on car, too. You've <laughs> you got know? Kyler Murray going into Vegas next year in his second year, just like Mahomes was. You know what I mean? Seasoned a little bit, and then boom. Welcome to Las Vegas. Your quarterback is Kyler Murray. I think that makes 100% sense. I've also watched reports where a lot of guys are down on car now. There's a lot of infighting and stuff with guys on the team. To your point, the Raiders don't have one pick. They have a million picks. They can take a chance on a guy like Murray. Gruden loves every damn quarterback that's ever played the game, too, when he was on a Monday exactly. Night Football. He, he'll, be, he'll be salivating over a guy like Murray. It makes absolute sense. No one's talking about it. If they're, As I said, if the, the Raiders don't pick him, I think he'll be gone to, to, to either Washington or Jacksonville. He won't last that long because of the hype, but I think it makes total sense for the Raiders, and they can do it. They have enough, uh, you know, products. Well, the Raiders are all about flash. Of course they are. Yeah, they're all about flash. Gruden's all about the quarterback. And going into Vegas, you know, as I stated, we'll see how the hype grows with Kyler Murray. And that's the thing, guys. It doesn't, you know, who's the most hyped guy doesn't mean who's going to be the best guy, right? This thing's sort of a game that you got to play through. And... You know, even I was just, you know, when I read a few quotes from that Walter football, I didn't read it all, but it went on to state that what we all know, especially this time of the year, there's a lot of smokescreen stuff, right? There's For a lot sure. of smokescreen stuff. So basically, it's funny. Adam Schefter says that it's a slam dunk that Kyler Murray is basically like a top 10, top 10, top 15 pick. All right. Due to what NFL general managers have told him. Now Walter Football just had a good had a good line when he stated, "These are general managers that would never take Murray that are saying this." <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're they're trying to get the market built up for him. Let's say you're you're here and you love Dwayne Hoskins or you love you love uh, Rashawn Gary out of Michigan or something. Right, you actually like two or three players that are probably projected to be in the top seven, and you're drafting ninth. What are you going to do, dude? You know what I mean? You've got to like how? What's at your disposal? The media. So what do you do? You just start like flooding the market, man. This team is really interested in that guy. This guy's definitely going in the top five. We hear this. You just start leaking bullshit out to Schefter, and and. You know, so other GMs and other people see this and they start to believe it. They don't really know ever. You know, GMs don't really share. They don't share this stuff with each other, right? Like, I can tell you one thing. If we, we don't were know. GMs, I would lie to everyone. We, we have to worry no about kidding. what's best for us. Like, come on. Because if you like a guy, you tell yeah. him, oh, yeah, Kyler Murray. Uh, you horrible. tell the media, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about. <laughs> I, no, I'd be like, yeah, we're thinking about taking him fourth overall. <laughs> when it's a lie, because you want yeah, someone else to take him yeah. to screw themselves because you don't think he's that good. And then you get the player you wanted.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. As we mentioned, the Arizona Daily Star reports that Tucson-based attorney Ali Farhang has reached out to the Raiders about having them play their home games at Arizona Stadium, home of the Arizona Wildcats, University of Arizona. Um, you know, we were talking, I was saying earlier that no, there's no way in hell that uh, the Arizona Cardinals would allow it, yet he claims that he has permission um, from the Arizona Cardinals. Um Farhang uh, claims he has contacted the Raiders president in an attempt to entice the team to play there. He has also reported that he received approval uh, from the University of Arizona uh, about the stadium, along with uh, Michael Bidwell, Arizona Cardinals uh, head coach, as well as the governor um, of Arizona, Governor Doug Ducey, uh, as well, that they've all been appraised. And in fact, um, ESPN is reporting that State Farm Stadium in Glendale, home of the Arizona Cardinals, also could be a temporary home for the Raiders, that Arizona wouldn't block it in the same way that San Francisco did. <laughs> I get why San Francisco, I'd like, screw you too, to say, you know what I mean? So yeah, Arizona's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. You know, you want to use the stadium, we'll take use the stadium. <laughs> but Bidwell's are just greedy, Cam. They just look at it like revenue. Money, money, stadium, money, right? money, more money. Yeah, there's like money, more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, San, San Francisco mayor's like, screw you. You're not staying in the Bay Area. Bidwell's are like, oh, come on down. Yeah, it's all about. Yeah, yeah. The Bidwell's like, oh yeah, and he's just gonna tell. Yeah, he'll just tell Davis. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna charge you 400k every Sunday to play exactly. here. You're welcome to play here. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent point. Yeah, it's very true. He will. He gets money, right? Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, yes. the Bidwells. I guarantee. They're like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> like, just pay us. You just look at Bidwell so, and his bow tie. He just looks like like an old Southern like auction. Like he's got that look to him, kind of like, yeah, I will fleece you if I can. He has that look. Yeah. The yeah, money look. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but this is what's interesting about this, and I don't know. It's kind of bizarre, but um, for some reason, this this guy in Tucson. The plan is he's he's aligned with the city of Birmingham in Alabama. So basically, I think due to scheduling, etc., they would play like half their games in Tucson, Arizona, and their other half their games in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> Great. Lineup block live next. 